Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible, help you understand it, and have a fun time while you do. It's your on-air ladies Bible study event. So why not grab a girlfriend, some coffee, tea, or Coke? Coca-Cola, that is, and settle in for a half hour that will leave you refreshed. Our inbox talk this week comes all the way from Peterborough, Ontario, as Heather wrote in to say, I love the way Sherry shares her God moments with us in Soul H2O. Scripture takes on a personal, everyday application, setting an uplifting tone for my day. I really look forward to these moments each week. Heather, I'm so thankful you're listening and hope you download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 84, along with information about our guest. I'm so excited that you've tuned in for today's episode, Costumes to Conceal or Reveal, where we're talking about your identity. After our first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. Can't afford to look back. I'm not trying to do that. Don't do Growing up, my mom would always tell me, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And just the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to inspire you, and who are going to help you through your life. And I think that's good company. And I hope that this show brings that to, to those who are listening. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Children will be dressing up in costumes on Sunday to walk their neighborhoods in search of candy. I used to love this time as a kid, and so did my children. Beyond all the candy, dressing up was so much fun. Children love to wear costumes for candy. In the show notes, you can see a picture of me as a little girl, dressed up in my favorite costume, Raggedy Ann. I'm sitting with my cousin Angie and my completely adorable little sister Pebbles. I mean, Lori. We were all so happy, grinning from ear to ear, dreaming of all the candy we were going to get. My mom used to sew a lot of our clothes and made many of our costumes, but this will go down as my fave. I remember walking into school, hoping to win that Costume of the Year award. Friends were so impressed with that costume, and I just love that I got to wear makeup. I've seriously loved makeup since I was a little girl, so that always amped up my love for wearing costumes. As the years go on, I appreciate the painstaking effort my mom put into making that wig, gluing each and every strand of yarn onto what I can't remember. Every time I look at that picture, I send my mom a little text with a note of thanks. When I was little, I wore costumes for candy. But as I got older, I've been known to wear costumes to conceal. How about you? 
As I was thinking about wearing costumes, my thoughts went straight to Adam and Eve in the garden. This is the first recorded time in history where people put something on to disguise themselves. Genesis 3-7 says, They sewed fig trees together and made coverings for themselves. Since people first began wearing costumes at parties, the Adam and Eve fig leaf ensemble has been a hit. So, what were they trying to conceal? Right after Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, guilt overwhelmed them and created a strong desire to hide inside of them. Shrouded in shame, they crafted the first costumes known to mankind out of nothing other than fig leaves. Genesis 3 verses 7 to 8 says, Then the eyes of both of them, Adam and Eve, were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. It's really strange that they felt this way, and we know it was a consequence of the fall because at the end of the creation account, just a few verses before, at the end of Genesis 2 in verse 25, the Bible makes an emphatic statement and said, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Something very few of us have been able to master after the fall. Everyone has the tendency to be like Adam and Eve when it comes to dressing up, concealing so people can't see your frailty, your failings, your brokenness, that bulge over your belt, and especially your sin. We're afraid that if people see who we really are, then they won't accept us. Worse yet, that God will reject us. That's what Adam and Eve thought was going to happen in their relationship with God. And I'm guessing you feared that a time or two yourself. I'm so thankful that Adam and Eve's fears of God rejecting them didn't ever materialize. Sure, they reaped the consequences of their bad choices, but God never rejected them. He never pulled his love away. Instead, God sought after Adam and Eve and then set into motion a plan for salvation that wouldn't just cover over their sin like the fig leaves, but wipe them completely away through Christ's work on the cross. There's no need for you to hide from God. Take off whatever costume you've been wearing to conceal your identity and let his love in. Romans 8 verses 38 to 39 assures you of God's unconditional, non-rejecting love when Paul says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, neither anything in all creation— will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can you hear it there? Nothing, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing you do, nothing about who you are. There's no need to conceal who you are as you live in full confidence of God's unconditional love for you. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers, connect to your global community, and worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. 
Download the MyJoy Radio app right now and never be without your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free, easy to use, and grants you unlimited access to on-demand programs and podcasts, an in-app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24-hour live stream. Get the MyJoy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Sometimes costumes can conceal our identity, but others help reveal the true you. When I think about this, I think about the story of Esther in the Bible. I love the story of Esther. There's just so many plot twists and intrigue in this story. It's incredible. Esther's story starts off with her as an orphan girl, but then she gets to get dressed up as a princess. She is one of 127 girls chosen from each of the king's provinces and countries he'd recently taken over. This ruthless ruler wanted a new wife, someone to be chosen as a princess and then to be the ruling queen. Esther was among the exiles who'd been taken captive from Israel to Persia. She was a poor Jewish girl, but her Jewish identity was hidden. Something she was told to keep a secret by her guardian and cousin Mordecai, concealing who she really was. She went through 12 months creating her costume of sorts. Esther and these 127 girls went through one year of beauty treatments to be ready to meet the king. Six months of oils and baths so her skin would be soft and supple. Six more months with perfumes and baths and cosmetics. If it were happening in our day and age, it would be like that old show, Extreme Makeover, where the participants go through months of skin treatments, spa days, plastic surgery, counseling, and training on how to care for themselves. The girls were given any clothes they wanted to dress up for their appointment to go before the king, allowed to ask for anything by the palace staff to make their presentation before the king something that would catch his attention and cause him to choose them. This ancient day beauty pageant with the bachelor type sleepovers was a full on beauty queen machine. Can you imagine how surreal it must have felt for Esther to be chosen by the king? After just one year of living in the outlying palace, being prepped to be paraded before the king, she's chosen to become his princess and then his queen. From lowly orphan Jewish girl to reigning queen, Esther was wearing a royal costume that would help reveal her true identity as royalty with authority to rule. I'm sure Esther felt like she was faking it till she made it, maybe suffering with a little imposter syndrome when she would wear that crown on her head. She had all the royal costumes to wear, the jewelry, and trained how to act, but she wasn't born into royalty. She didn't know how to settle into that role of royalty, that identity as royalty. Esther didn't know her power as reigning queen until trouble came to her people. It's often during rough times when we come to understand our identity and authority as a believer. But for Esther, it wasn't until Mordecai forced her to face the problems and stand confidently in her new royal position. 
Esther went from pageant princess to reigning monarch when difficulty called on her to live out her royal position, to fill the role as a deliverer and save her people from genocide. In Esther 4.14, Mordecai says to her, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Immediately, Esther knew her position held weight and she began to confidently walk in it. Esther spoke with authority and called all the Israelites to fast and pray for three days. She boldly went before the king and used her voice for her people. Esther led with confidence and authority, revealing her true identity as she wore her royal costume. As Christian women, I think we're more like Esther than we realize. So many girls love to dress up in princess costumes. I had my own princess living with me when I was a young mom. My daughter Shelby loved wearing any princess paraphernalia. She went through the gamut of Disney princess costumes growing up, everything from Cinderella to Snow White. I even have a picture of her during one of our many pool parties where Shelby's walking around in her Snow White costume. I think as soon as she could walk, she started wearing those plastic princess shoes that went click, click, click on her ceramic floor. In the Soul H2O Splash, we had our event on Thursday night and hosted a contest where girls had to write in and share which princess they would love to be and why. Jen said she wanted to be Princess Aurora so that she could take a nap. In case you didn't know, Princess Aurora is Sleeping Beauty. Mercy said she'd love to be Princess Jasmine so she could take a ride on that magic carpet rug. Angel told how she really related to Snow White and would love to be her because she enjoys whistling and singing while she works. But the girl who took the prize home had the best answer. Sarah Brooks said, I'm my favorite princess. I love the confidence in her answer. She's been an amazing single mom who's overcome so many of life's difficulties while keeping her tiara intact because she has continually come to God for strength. She's grown to know and believe that God created her for good and she has something to offer this world. She believed in the princess within. She knows that she's royalty. Sarah Brooke can walk in this identity because at salvation, we were all brought into God's royal family, no matter our family of origin. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, God says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You are a daughter of the king. If you're a guy listening, you're a son of the king. And not just any king. We are daughters and sons of the king of kings. Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 5 talks about spiritual blessings and says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. He chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. That's how he sees you. Verse 5 says, God decided in advance to adopt you into his own family by bringing you to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. 
God didn't see our situation and, and think, oh, I better go in and do something. I'm, I'm stuck doing this. I'm, I have to help them. No, it says here in verse five that he wanted to do it and it gave him great pleasure. God loves you so much. Romans 8, 16 confirms that the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Just like Esther, God has given you a new outfit to wear. Isaiah 61 verse 10 talks about it when it says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Now, this is only talking figuratively, but it's still so powerful. This new costume of sorts marks your royalty in the spiritual realm. You are a daughter of the king. Revelations 19 verses 7 to 8 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. And that symbolizes innocence and purity. And how did she get that way? Well, it was something given to her. It was given through what Christ did on the cross. And when we apply that to our lives and we accept a relationship with God, let your Christian costume, put some quotations around that, your Christian costume, reveal the royalty in you a little more each day as you confidently stand as a daughter of the King, assured that he's doing something great in you and will do something great through you. Because Philippians 1 verse 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God won't stop working on you until you believe and live out your royal identity, your destiny as a daughter of the King. Don't wear a costume to conceal your identity. Let your costume reveal your royal identity. Much of my life has been marked by my battle to believe I am who God says I am. And maybe it's not just me. Maybe you too experience this inner fight to believe your God-given identity as royalty. I continue to work on this issue so the truth settles in my heart. The consequence of sin and knowing the difference between good and evil affects the way you and I think about ourselves. Before the fall, Adam and Eve didn't have a care in the world and could live naked and unashamed because their brainwaves weren't clogged up with negative thoughts of all they'd done wrong. They had no reference for wrong. Don't wear a costume to conceal your identity. Live in full confidence of God's love so the world can see the amazing you he's created you to be. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 84, Costumes to Conceal or Reveal on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes to find the journal pages or see that picture of me in the costume and my daughter Shelby. Come back next week for an interview with social media guru, speaker, and my John Maxwell roomie, Karen Fox. You can hear a part of her incredible story in episode 85, Connecting With Your New Name. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. 
We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.